0: Log Talk Radio Trek Talking All things Star Trek and
1: beyond Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30 All hailing frequencies are open iTunes, iHeart Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon And wherever fine podcasts Are found Trek Talking Boldly going wherever your mind Is willing to go
0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Well, good evening. It's seven p.m. on Sunday night. Welcome to another episode of Stunt Trek with Uncle Jim and the Leslie Hoffman. How are you doing tonight, Leslie?
0: Oh,
2: I'm doing fine. It's snowing here. If you want to believe that.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm. Oh, you you can have it all, Leslie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Last night um, we went down to Lake George. And it was sixty-four degrees and raining, and we thought it was beautiful. Love. It was absolutely gorgeous. Wow! Uh, I was like, I can't. I don't even care if it's raining. It's just, it's a warm rain. It's not. I don't got frostbite. I can feel all my fingers and toes. And oh man, we we got cabin fever, something fierce. <laughs> yeah, so, I
2: mean, and and the amazing thing is, like Lake George is about. 90 minutes south of me but that's that's the difference of of an hour and a
1: half it does when you when you get up here in the adirondack mountains and the green mountain ranges yeah you can go a half an hour and make all the difference in the world so uh, we have a a great (laughs) show planned for you guys tonight um leslie and i were trying to come up with an idea something to talk about tonight and i was looking through leslie's career and i noticed that well, we've done quite a few horror movies. So I thought let's talk about horror movies and stunts in horror movies and some of the people that she's got to meet working on horror movies and just have some fun uh, with some horror movies. So we're going we're gonna to be chatting about horror movies tonight. And since you're listening to the sound of my voice, and since it is Sunday night, between now and 8 p.m., we will be live. And that means you can call 646 668 two four three three and talk to the Leslie Hoffman. Uh, ask her anything you want about Nightmare and Elm Street, Hotel, Hell, uh, any of the movies that we're going to talk about tonight. And she'll be more than happy to answer your questions. 646-662433 is the number, and we will be here for the next hour. And we would love to hear from you. Really, we would. 646 668 2433. Um if you'd like to support a uh, stunt trek Comet Corner, or Trek Talking, head on over to patreon.com backslash trektalking. We have a lot of great tiers over there that you can help support these three shows that we do. On um, one of them, for Stunt Treks particularly, um, you can get a personalized autograph, a nice 8x10 full color photo from Leslie, and uh, she'll sign it to you. And she's got, uh, I think, five or six different 8x10s to choose from. And uh, we only have two of those available, so uh, head on over there and make sure you get your hands on one of those, and you can support the show. If you do join us as a Stunt Trek um, um, patron, then you can pick a topic, and once a month, you can come on on treks with the leslie hoffman and uncle jim and pick a topic that you want to talk about with leslie so not only do you get an autographed picture from leslie but you also get to come on the air and be a co-host with myself and leslie what what more could you ask for is that not really cool so head on over to patreon.com backslash trek talking take a look at what we have to offer and consider being a patron once we reach 10 patrons which are really great stuff in my Star Trek bag of giveaways, and we'll start announcing on the air for patrons to call now, and the first patron that calls when we make that announcement will win whatever it is we're giving away absolutely free. But you have to be in it. If you want to win it, you got to be a patron. Any level doesn't matter. We have many to choose from. So head on over there, patreon.com backslash Talking, and uh, see if there's anything that you feel comfortable with. We'd love to have you as a member of our family if you're on Facebook, we also have a patrons-only chat room where Leslie and myself, my other co-hosts from our my other various podcasts, and all of you guys that are patrons are all invited into a private chat with us where you can chat with us about the shows, what you'd like to see, um, you know, whatever. It's just a place where we can all hang out and talk together. So um, check that out. We'd love to have you as a member of our family. Also, I wanted to bring up that um, this is TBI Awareness Month, Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month, and um, the reason why I bring this up is because Leslie um, has had several injuries, and uh, due to this, because of her stunt work, similar to what football players get when they get hit in the head repeatedly, even though they're wearing helmets, Um, a lot of disabilities can be caused. Stunt people suffer from this all the time. So uh, I just wanted to make people aware of that, so um you know you can head over there to uh, t b i awareness and help them out if you can. We would appreciate it, and Leslie would appreciate it as well. I also wanted to mention right now that we don't we're we're not getting paid to do this show, which is why I'm asking for you guys to help us out if you can because we just you know we do the show. Because we love doing these shows, and we pay for pretty much everything out of my pocket. I pay for the phone line. I pay for the Internet service. I pay for all of it out of my pocket. Um, Nobody's getting rich. Nobody's making any money. I've been, this is episode, oh, I don't know, 277, 280. Um, I've been doing this for about four years now. So, you know, we need your help to keep things going and add more great shows. We've added Comic Corner, which is going to be tomorrow. Uh, we've added Stunt Treks with The Leslie Hoffman, which you're listening to right now, and we still do um, Treks, uh, Truck Talking. So we, we're always looking to add more shows, and we need your help to do it. And as a patron, we offer you all kinds of great stuff, and um, that's why. So no one's making money. No one's getting rich. But we are trying to provide you guys, the fans, with something great, something unique, and something fun. And the way we do that is by giving you the opportunity. To chat with us in our patrons-only chat that we have on Facebook, and we also have a Facebook page, the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization, and Trek Talking, and you can go there and chat with us, you know, one-on-one. Take place in all of our polls. You can also call 646-668-2433 and talk to us live at any time during showtime. That is. And that's something that a lot of podcasts just don't have to offer. They're pre-recorded, pre-edited, and what you hear isn't necessarily what happened. Well, that's not the case with Stunt Trek, Comic Corner, and um, Trek talking. We record live, and whether you're listening to it right now on Sunday night or whether you listen to it on Tuesday or whether you're listening to it in Australia or Germany or the U.K., we're live. There's no editing this. You know, this is like Memorex. Is it live or is it Memorex? You'll never know. We don't edit. Nothing's cut out. Nothing's changed. And uh, nothing is, is is you know, edited out. So um, that's something that we provide for you guys as the fans. So what do you say, Leslie, that we jump right in and start talking about some horror movies?
2: Sounds good to me. Actually, it was kind of interesting to go back, Uh, well, I use the IMDb a lot because I don't remember all the shows I was in, and you start you start reading, you know, uh, television shows or movie credits, and you go, "What was this? What was this show about? I don't even remember what I did on it." <laughs> so, so there were there well, were we got- some titles that I'm going. You know there were some times where um um there, I'm going now was this a order or you know i'm 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 not clear on the title what 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 storyline was
1: <laughs> well, we're gonna have some fun anyways, and we we do know one that everybody's gonna recognize and that everybody's gonna know you for, and we're gonna save the best for last so you guys, if you don't already know, if you haven't visited the page, if you've never heard us talk about it before, shame on you. Where have you been? But we we're going to talk about probably the biggest, the best, um, the most iconic figure in horror history, Leslie. Got to be that person, and we're going to get to that. But we're going to make you wait. But first, we have a caller. Want to talk to one of our fans, Leslie? Yeah. Let's see who we get here on the line. Hello, thank you for calling. Trek talking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm so used to saying that. I apologize. Thank you for calling Stunt Trek with Uncle Jim and Leslie Hoffman. What's your name and where are you calling us from tonight? My name is Paul Grimars and I'm calling from Osable. Just want to say hi, Leslie, and ask when she's coming down for another barbecue. And what was it like to work with the
0: great Wes Craven? Oh, he
2: he was... Absolutely, the best director to work with. I actually worked with him on three movies: Nightmare on Elm Street, then Deadly Friends, and then Scream Two. And you know, I don't, I don't know if people kind of think that a director, you know, if it's a comedy, that the director is also going to be a funny person. If it's a horror, the director might be a little tougher to work with. Wes was was absolutely the most wonderful man to work with. I mean he would come up to me and and you know a hello or or after you did a scene, that was very good oh, I appreciate this. Uh, on on Facebook uh our our Clips of of Scream Two, where the, where the whole stage is falling on top of me. You know, the, the lights are coming down, the pillars coming down, the walls coming down, and and Russ just came up to me afterwards and said, you know, that's a wonderful <laughs> job, great job. He I I can't believe he's gone. I mean, you just you just you lose these people and you go. Wait a minute, what how did that ever happen? But, uh, well, I was going to get to it later in the show, but but still, it was like uh, when I did Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes, I didn't have a script, but Wes came up to me and he would say, okay, she's going to run around the corner, she's going to bump into you, you're going to fall down, I want you to say, where's your pass? You know, I mean, he didn't give me any direction on, like, scream it or whatever, you know, he just... This is the line I want you to say, you know, and we did that and and then this is this is what I just really love about him is that you know, so then we're doing the iconic hallway scene, and he says leslie and he and he's and he's so he's like remorsefully, sad, you know, Leslie, I just want to tell you that your voice is not going to be heard in the film, but I need you to say. Hey Nancy, no running in the hallway and then, you know, do a little laugh hee hee hee. Um, because Robert Englund, you know, is going to be doubling in in his voice. But but like you say, he was he was like apologizing that my voice wasn't gonna be in the film, or at least in that scene. <laughs> Anyways, like yep. I say uh, was I mean he was and and then on Deadly Friends, I mean he knew me from Nightmare on Elm Street and, and you know, he remembered me.
1: Well, since we're since we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street right off the bat, um why don't why don't we dive right into it? And and start right off the bat with Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, since this seems to be where we're going. What do you say, Leslie?
2: Um, we can do that. Also, um, is our caller still on the line? Because I'd like to send him a 4x6 uh, postcard of of Nightmare on Elm Street. Absolutely. He's he's
1: still there. Yeah,
0: oh, I'm sure. Okay.
1: Leslie.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, uh if you want to give Jim uh, your address after the show, uh, I'll mail you out a postcard.
1: All right. No problem. Don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just go to our Facebook page and shoot me a message, and we'll make that happen. Sounds good. Okay. Good luck, Leslie. Thank you. So Nightmare on Elm Street is probably the most the most iconic horror movies that's ever hit the screen. And um, I have a clip to play, which I'm trying to find, which why can't I find it? Because I have so many clips, (laughs) that's why, because I do so many different shows. But as soon as I find (laughs) it, I'm going to play a clip for you guys. Come on, where is it? Uh, It's not like I have... um, There it is. So... Here is a clip from Nightmare on Elm Street. This is called Hall Pass, and this is the scene where Nancy falls asleep in the classroom. There's a student standing up there rereading Shakespeare, and he starts going in slow motion. Nancy looks over and um, sees her friend's body standing in the hallway, fall down and get dragged down the hallway. Nancy gets up, follows the blood trail out into the hallway, where she runs into a very familiar face. So that sets up the scene but here it is as it appeared in Nightmare on Melm Street. When we get, when we, after we get back from listening to this, we're going to take a quick station identification break, and then we're going to have Leslie tell us all about it.
2: Oh, my god. What is seen is not always what is real. According to Shakespeare, there was something operating in nature, perhaps inside human nature itself, that was rotten. A canker, as he put it. Now, of course, Hamlet's response to this and to his mother's lies was to continually probe and dig. Just like the gravediggers, always trying to get beneath the surface. The same is true in a different way in Julius Caesar. John, will you go ahead, please?
0: Uh, In the most high and palmy state of Rome... A little air, the mightiest Julius fell. The grave stood tenantless, and the sheeted dead did squeak and gibber in the Roman streets. As stars with trains of fire and dews of blood, disasters in the sun and the moist air, upon his influence, Neptune's empire stands. and call myself a king of infinite space. Were it not that I have bad dreams...
1: to take a quick station identification break but when we come back we're going to talk to leslie about that theme. don't touch a dial don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this very brief very important message
0: hi this
2: is eric from trek talking here to invite you to join us for the best science fiction theme podcast on the internet our elite team of treksperts are here to discuss star trek and related sci-fi content and we want to hear from you Call into the show Thursday nights from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. on the East Coast and we'll get you on the air to share your
1: opinion. We have faith that you'll call. And we're back. So, Leslie, we already talked a little bit about West Craven, but but in that particular scene, you got to wear the whole Freddy getup. You actually get to wear... The iconic Freddy Krueger glove. Oh yeah. Well, in fact, there was only one glove. So yes,
2: the glove I was wearing was the same one that Robert Englund wore, and then it somehow disappeared between the original Nightmare on L Street and the second one. So so, uh yep, that I wore the original glove. <laughs>
1: And and there's there's also. um,
2: I'm sorry.
1: Story that um, you told me about the actual—you actually wore the actual sweater as well.
2: No, no, it wasn't that I wore the actual sweater. It's that the original sweater, the original Nightmare on Elm Street sweater, had green and red stripes in the body of the sweater but the sleeves were solid red. If you go back and you watch the movie, you'll see that. And I don't know where they got those shirts or those sweaters from, but when they went to make the second Nightmare on Elm Street, they couldn't find that particular style anymore. So they were able to find red and green sweaters, striped sweaters, but the stripes were now on the sleeves. So all the Nightmare on Elm Street sweaters after the original has stripes on the sleeves and well the story I was telling you was um I was showing Kane Hodder um a picture I mean it was it was a screen capture you know it's from the movie of me with with, with the claws and and he goes uh you know nice setup or or you know I forgot what he called it. But in other words, basically he said it's a fake picture. Nice, nice fake picture. And I'm going, this is a screen capture. This is from the movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Why are you saying it's not from the movie? Well, because cause your sleeves aren't striped. <laughs> so I had to go back and look at the, well. I say I already knew that it was a, a, a screen capture, but I went back and looked at the actual or well, watched the whole movie again. And sure enough, um, the, sweat, the way you can tell the original Nightmare on Elm Street is we have solid red
1: sleeves. And for people that are listening that might not know who Kane Hodder is, um, I know who he is. I, I met him at a convention. He's, he's a big guy. He's, he's a great guy. But he's he's well-known for playing another very iconic um, horror um, murderer who actually went head-to-head with Freddie later on. And uh, who, who might that be, Leslie?
2: Uh-oh. Um, You're asking the wrong uh-oh. person. I can never remember. If... I think he's... No, like I say, I can never remember if he's Jason or if, or 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 if he's uh, Michael Myers. I always get the two no. mixed up. Because
1: <laughs> yep, he played Jason um, he.
2: Oh, okay, he was Jason. Okay, in a lot of the movies, I mean, there were there were different Jasons, but once they found Kane. He sort of became the regular. I don't know if he still is, but but he definitely did a bunch of the movies.
1: I know when I when I saw him, he was he. They didn't hire him to play Jason in Jason versus Freddy, and he was all excited and ready to do it. And they hired somebody else to play him in that particular movie, so he he wasn't happy that he didn't get to battle Freddy, but. Um, he did get to meet you, so that's pretty close, because you, you kind of were Freddie.
0: Well, kind actually, of.
1: we
2: he went to the same stunt gym that I was at, the Santa Monica gym where Dennis Madelon, Tom Morgan, myself. Uh, that's Kane was at that gym. Like I say, a lot of some people came out of that gym, that uh and and it was the first of its kind. I mean, actually stunt people the the veteran stunt people were very much against uh that this stunt man named Paul Stater decided to have a stunt gym to train young people because they wanted to bring in, I guess, their sons and, and daughters or buddies or whatever, and the idea of a a non related uh stunt person coming into the business was was actually frowned upon. I mean, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, if anyone says that they're from Paul Stager's gym, don't hire them. Anyways, back to, so that's actually where I knew Cain from.
1: Oh, so but
0: you then, didn't run into him at a horror convention?
1: What's that? You, you didn't run into him at a horror convention? Oh, no, 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 no.
2: No, uh, I was at his house.
1: Oh, well,
2: yeah. he never got
1: to wear furry yeah. gloves, though.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have gone over there with the gloves. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this, is a, this is a real shock.
0: <laughs> no, why say? I no. I knew
2: Kane. I knew Kane back in. Uh, uh, it, well, it would have been like 1975, 76. Is that, that's how long I kn- I've known Kane Hodder. I mean, that that's pre
1: Jason. Now, uh, I ran into you at some convention some time ago, and I remember that you had a Freddy Krueger glove on your table. So that obviously isn't the original one because the original one disappeared, right? The the original one has
2: disappeared. Rumors are that you know somebody in the crew has it, or other rumors is it just vanished and no one knows where it is. But there is a company called Nightmare Gloves, and and this guy, he he has studied. I I didn't even realize this. Well, I do because I I've looked at the page now is. Each glove is slightly different from movie to movie. Um, I don't know, like if there's bones on one glove. Uh, like I said, you you would have to you would have to be a Nightmare on Elm Street aficionado to to know which which claw glove is from what movie. But he actually uh, reproduces. Um, Absolute well, I, or reproduction of of these gloves and and he gave me uh, the glove that would have been the kind that I was wearing on the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow, that is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So and and like I said. Yeah, you can't beat these nightmare or Nightmare gloves. I mean, he does other things as well, but uh, boy, if anyone, if you want a Nightmare on Elm Street glove and whatever particular movie this is, that's
1: the company you should get in touch with. Now, in, in the movie Leslie, when uh, Nancy runs into you, when you say your famous line. And then she runs away. You turn around with the glove, and then you say, "No running in the hallway." That's overdubbed. That line is overdubbed by Freddie. But did you ever actually ever get a chance to meet Robert England when you uh, when you are doing that scene, or did they do that in the studio at a later date? Uh, it's it's <laughs> this is
2: really funny because now it's the opposite of what you what you were just asking about with Kane. Is I didn't get to meet Robert Englund until I was doing a horror convention and he was there, and and you know I introduced myself and and explained the scene that I was in, and well we were doing a Q and A so we were actually in front of uh, the audience, and he was talking about how he remembered um, you know. The, I don't know if you've seen any of these old movies where they show how how people double voice in. But, you know, they ran the clip. He's in a sound room with these headsets on. They're showing him, you know, let's say they show him the scene. So he sees, he sees me. He sees the way I'm saying the line. Then they back it up and they start recording him. And he now says the line that, you know, he's going to dub in over, over my mouth moving. And that's how it's done. And, and it, we filmed the movie in Los Angeles, but he happened to be in New York, so they had to do the dubbing in New York. It was a sound, a sound studio, like I say, in New York as opposed
1: to Los Angeles. So what what did what did you think about Robert when you finally got a chance to meet him at a convention?
2: You know, it's it's just like uh with Wes Craven or or like you say where you think you think a funny person is going to be nice and funny in person and and they could be the total opposite. And here you have Robert Englund, you know, being Freddy Krueger. He is the sweetest guy in the world. He I've I've actually met him at a couple of horror conventions and he loves the fans and he's just a really wonderful gentleman, polite. Um I I've never heard anything bad about him.
1: He is definitely um a great guy. I um, when I when I met him Everybody was there getting Freddy Krueger gloves signed and whatnot. And, of course, my wife Karen had a Nightmare on Elm Street poster to get signed. But I didn't want to talk to him about, oddly enough, about Nightmare on Elm Street because he was in another one of my favorite, um, like, uh, early 80s TV shows slash movies called V. And he played Willie in V. And uh, I started talking to him about V. And he, he spent about 20 minutes telling me all about V and and this and that and how they did it and what they wanted to do and how his character was and how it was supposed to end and how it didn't end. And and he just, you know, I was totally thrilled that he actually would, was going to talk to me about V when everyone else was there with their Freddy Krueger gloves. And here I am talking about some, some old, barely remembered sci-fi series from the 80s and he remembered it vividly. I was like, "Wow!" He, I was impressed. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah. Nothing like you would, yeah. you would think from a mass murderer in the movies. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I mean,
2: exactly. That that's that's my point is that you have a perception of somebody because of a the role they've played, and. And like I say, and your perception could be 100% wrong. I mean, again, this could be maybe the character that somebody's played is just this really nice character, and and he could be a real pain in the, you know, or he or she could be a real pain in the you-know-what, or or somebody that that plays a really nasty villain turns out to be the nicest
1: person in the world. You never know.
2: Yeah.
1: So no, you can't, you can't go by a
2: television show or a
1: movie. I'm looking through the list of all the horror movies that you've done. And since we're talking about Wes Craven and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I noticed that you were in Scream 2 as well. And you put a clip on the Facebook page, the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization fan club page from Scream 2. Um why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, well, that was well I don't know how much I should really
2: tell you because it's the it's sort of the end of the movie. I mean, I would think anyone who has watched green or probably has watched Scream Two, but you know it's it's the climax of the movie it's it's where they discover well. I doubled Lori Metcalf, and and she's trying to kill, uh, you know, uh, I can't. I'm, I'm losing names now, but uh, she's trying to kill the, the, I guess you would call it the heroine of the movie, and, I mean, first off, the other girl hits uh, Lori in the head with a beer bottle, and then she starts cutting these ropes. They're on a... A theatrical stage, and she starts cutting all these ropes on the stage, and it's dropping lights down on on me and or or like a pillar comes over on top of me, or I start climbing up this uh, fake wall, and the wall comes tumbling down on me and and then we also have a nice fight i mean it was <laughs> it was a day of just jumping out of the way and hoping that you weren't gonna get hit for real
1: now leslie is there any difference when when people see when when we see you in star trek or airplane or any of the other movies or 1941 you've done everything and then you see a horror movie like nightmare on elm street or scream for instance is there any difference between acting and one of and doing stunts and say scream versus like 1941 which is a comedy or does it really not matter
2: well you know this brings up an interesting point to me um in order well i'll make two comparisons in order to do comedy you have to be a dramatic actor you have to be as straight as possible to actually make the scene funny and I'll and I'll take a good example of like Airplane or Naked Gun Leslie Nielsen I mean Leslie Nielsen started out as a dramatic actor he was he was the manly hero in in a bunch of movies before Airplane ever came along or Naked Gun and why he is so funny is he delivers the lines straight he doesn't deliver them you know, kooky or anything. He's so serious when he says these things that it's just so outrageous that you have to laugh. And another thing, um, sort of comparison, is that, you know, there are movies where you see someone who supposedly can't skate or supposedly can't dance or do ballet or something like that. You actually have to be such a professional. You have to be so good at that to be so bad at it, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but but like doing stunts, um, well, okay, so now going to, to say doing stunts is that, let's say you could have the same exact stair fall in a comedy or in a drama, and depending on how the story plays out, it could it could be the exact same stair fall, and people would be either laughing at it or or they would be horrified. But it it depends on the story, not necessarily the stunt. I mean, again, if you did a if you did a, unless the script called for it. If you did a really goofy stair fall, that's what it's going to look like. Is a really goofy stair fall. Now, if the person, well, I, I, again, I, 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 I feel like I'm over describing it. Is that, uh, you know, it, it will fit into the scene perfectly if you do it. If you just do the stunt.
0: I mean, so I, really, it really doesn't uh, really
1: matter to you whether Freddie's chasing after you with a with a knife, with his finger claws, or whether Leslie Nielsen is throwing grapes at you and you have to fall down. It, it doesn't really make any difference what's going on as long as you perform the stunt as instructed.
2: Not real, yeah. I mean, it was like, um, well, something that just came to mind
1: uh, is that there
2: was a television show called Drags to Riches. And these girls are in the kitchen, and suddenly, instead of washing the dishes, they're spraying each other with water. And and uh, I was doubling. I don't know if she was the head of an orphan or if she was a teacher, but I had to come into the room and slip on the water and fall flat on my back. And it, it, you know, I, I couldn't go. Let's say so. So it's a comedy show. I mean, in other words. To make the scene work, I didn't. I shouldn't go skipping into the room, going la 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 la, la and slip and fall because it was a funny show. I mean, I had to go into the room, angry at the girls, serious that you know, stop, stop what you're doing, and slip and fall. And like I say, that's what made it funny. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we're going to take a quick station identification break. Don't touch your dials. Don't go away. When we come back, we're going to talk with Leslie about another movie that she did, which I believe was another Wes Craven film called Deadly Friend. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back.
2: This is Chris from Trek Talking and Beyond, here to invite you to join us for the best science fiction-themed podcast on the Internet. Our elite team of Trexperts are here to discuss Star Trek and other sci-fi-related content, and we want to hear from you. Dial 646-668-2433 on Thursday nights from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. on East Coast time. Hailing frequencies are always open, and we'll get you on the air to share your opinions. We have faith. You will call.
1: And we're back. You know, Leslie, we should have you record one of those little uh, station identification uh, promos for this show so we can play that on our other shows um, so Deadly Friend uh, I believe that was Wes Craven as well right
0: yes yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that was so, That was I stunt doubled Anne Ramsey she's more well known for again I don't know the character's name but, but she was in Goonies I don't know have you ever seen
1: Goonies I mean again, long time oh nineteen eighty five classic, yes, I've seen it many, many times, okay, so
2: I again, uh I had to go back. you're asking me to go back like thirty plus years uh, to look at these horror shows and try to remember what I was doing in it or why um <laughs> so so what what deadly friends was if I remember correctly, is this girl gets killed and this guy brings her back to life. Now she's murdering people. And so she throws a basketball at at Anne Ramsey's head. And why they wanted me there, I don't know. But, But that's actually the part that I did. But then what they did is, you know, they put a a dummy there with some kind of exploding head that uh you know when the basketball actually hit the head it, you know it just explodes all over the place
0: but So that wasn't really wasn't nice your
1: person That really wasn't your head that exploded Oh man you ruined the whole movie for yeah, me Yeah sorry <laughs> Sorry
0: <laughs> Oh, but boy. but so, just uh, kind we of have another... wrapping
2: up West Craven and Nightmare on Elm Street, um, I've been written up in several books about Nightmare on Elm Street, and and there's been at least two documentary <laughs> documentaries of of where they've interviewed me about being on Nightmare on Elm Street. So so it's. And this was a low-budget film. Again, you got to remember, this was a really low-budget film. I mean, I never thought this one was going to go anywhere, and this is probably one of the most iconic movies, or it's the movie that people
1: will probably remember me for. And one of the documentaries you're talking about, I happen to have on my shelf, and it's called uh, Return to Elm Street, Never Sleep Again. Um, the elm street legacy and it's a i I think it's about three or three and a half hours long it's a long long documentary that starts with the original nightmare on elm street and goes through all the movies i don't know if it goes up to jason versus freddie or not i I haven't watched it in quite a while but it covers all the nightmare on elm street movies and uh, i'll have to go back and watch it and see if they interviewed you in that documentary
2: They interviewed me, and actually, I don't know if it's in the bonus area or something like that, is um, Sean Clark, who happens to be uh, my agent, but also deals with Nightmare on Elm Street, or he's an aficionado. We We did the scene from Nightmare on Elm Street, and he's kind of playing Nancy. So, so I'll let you I'll let you look in the extras or, or see if if that's in in this
1: DVD that you have. I'll have to I'll have to find it. I'll I'll make a copy of it for you so you can you can have it and watch it. So um, we have another caller on the line. You want to talk to another fan, Leslie?
0: Sure.
1: Let's see who we have here. If the phone will answer, come on. There we go. Good evening. Thank you for calling Stunt Trek. I got it right this time. Well, what's your name and where are you calling us from tonight?
0: Hey guys, once again it's Dave. <laughs> hey Dave, hey, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> Dave. Uh, I know it's
1: totally newest, him.
0: it's
1: okay though. He's one of our newest patrons, uh, so he's helping us out. We really appreciate that, Dave. It's really important to us that that fans help us out, and it really means a lot to us. So thank you very much. I'm glad I can help. I'm
0: you know, i listening and you know calling in. So it's like, hey, they, they can use more than just one call. So I'm going to call again.
1: <laughs> and, and we're <laughs> glad that you did you. You must have us on speed dial.
0: <laughs> Actually, I do have you guys on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, I'm uh, really enjoying see. the show, and I just came on to tell everybody,
1: Be a patron. These guys are awesome. Support them, guys. Well, thank you, David. And don't forget, um, we're going to be on Comic Corner tomorrow um, from 730 to 830. And Thursday night we're going to be doing Trek talking from 730 to 930. Um, That's a two-hour show. So you guys can, well, you too, David, can call and uh, share your thoughts on Star Trek. We're going to be talking about the new Twilight Zone, which is going to be on CBSL Access as well. So um, you guys can check that out and join us if you like. So that'll be cool. Okay. 646-668-2433 is the number. Give us a call and say hello. So, David, did you have a question you wanted to ask, Leslie?
0: No, I just want to – I just called in just to call in. I just really enjoyed this show. I, I'm – you know, I'm – I haven't really watched that many horror movies because they kind of freak me out, but I have watched Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> so, so it's it's been a while. I'm like, wow, I may have to go rent that again and, so I can remember. Because the main one I remember is the Dream Warriors, which was like the second one.
1: But I remember the first one, too. So it's been a while. So, David, let me ask you a trick question. What's your favorite scene in A Nightmare on Elm Street?
0: <laughs> no, pressure,
1: no pressure.
0: No <laughs> pressure. Well, I kind
1: of, the one with B. Leslie Hoffman in. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> no. that's, well, that's the thing where I, I remember some other ones, but that's the one that sticks in my mind the most. And you I know can... what? Let's put, let David, let's put Leslie on the spot right now. We heard we heard the clip I played earlier, which is right out of the movie. But let's put Leslie on the spot right now, Leslie. Can you give us that line from the movie?
0: Where's your pass?
2: And then she goes, <laughs> where's your
0: pass? I
2: love it. Hey, Nancy, no running in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There you
1: go, David. You heard it live right here from V.
0: Leslie Hoffman and Uncle Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you Uncle, called, though. Capitalize that too, Uncle
1: Jim. We have to capitalize all of that too. Well, no, I'm not. I'm nothing like V. Leslie Hoffman, but <laughs> anyways. Thank okay, you very guys. much for calling. Have a David. great time. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Okay, hey, bye, you Leslie, what do you think? Two callers in one show—that's pretty amazing, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I got I got faked out. That first person, I I thought I heard him say Los Angeles, and I heard him say barbecue, but <laughs> but it turns out that. Uh, uh, it's my friend Paul from from uh, Sable Parks, But like, I don't know what oh. he said about Los Angeles, so that's what threw me. He, he lives that's about cool. 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from me.
1: Oh, so he's getting snow, too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I just wanted to, before we run out of time and that nice lady comes on and tells us that we have to go, I just wanted to run down... I mentioned to everybody that you've done a lot of horror movies, and um, I just wanted to go through a quick list of what, I, what you've done and see if there was anything you wanted to mention in particular, if you had a particular memory about that particular movie. Um, the first one that we have is a, a more movie called Dead Above Ground. Now, um, Dead
2: Above Ground was Stephen Cannell, and the, the director was Chuck Bowman. And Bowman should sound familiar because it's—he's the father of Rob Bowman, who did a bunch of the Next Generation Star Trek
1: episodes. That is an awesome tie-in. That really is. And, and uh, believe yeah. it or not, Leslie, there's an, there's another fan on the line that wants to talk to the Leslie Hoffman. Wow! If we should have had a horror I, must, show
0: instead of a Star Trek show. If, if,
1: it must have been the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street line. Let's see who, who we have here, if I can get the thing to work. Here we go. Hey, good evening. Thank you for calling Stunt Trek tonight. What's your name and where are you calling us from?
2: Well, my name is Jim, and I'm calling from uh, Massachusetts. And I couldn't let How Paul get along. How are you doing
0: tonight,
2: Jim? I'm doing good. I couldn't let Paul get along saying hi to Leslie without me saying hi, too, since I was there when she was called the the, the doormat of Stunt of Star Trek. <laughs> How you doing, Leslie? How you
0: doing? This is reunion
2: day. Yes. Okay. So, well, well, we might as well tie in the whole Star Trek thing. Is um, <laughs> actually a friend of Jim had, said. Um, what was the show? It wasn't Ellen. It was another show, wasn't it?
1: Uh, it was the Lisa Gibbons show.
2: This friend had called in. And I guess they were saying, you know, Jim is an avid Star Trek person. Um, this, this show was being filmed at Paramount. So they had him come on the show with uh, another friend. They flew him out from New York. And and I kind of guessed what was going to happen. But they go on this this talk show and they said, well, we're gonna have you be extras on a Star Trek episode. So so I actually kind of babysat Jim and Cynthia uh while yep. while they were working on the set as extras and what he's talking about is I was introducing them to the uh production manager who's B C and and I forget how it gets said is that you you know me. She says, yes, you're, you're the doormat of Star Trek or something.
0: <laughs> no. That's pretty cool. Anyway,
2: great show. Uh, I haven't caught it until tonight, but uh, I couldn't let Paul, you know, call in and me not call in as well. Because that barbecue oh. was fun. we got to do it again. Well, I said, Jim and Paul and I were at the same barbecue that Paul was talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have
1: to have our own barbecue this summer, Leslie. How's that sound?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Well, (laughs) yeah, it sounds good.
2: Well, actually, I'll probably, um, well, no, no. Jim would be a little south of you is, um, um, <laughs> you're both Jims,
0: that doesn't Andrew matter
2: <laughs> is in Vermont, and Jim Lull is in Massachusetts, but you're both you you guys probably are like an hour apart from each other yeah we're we're close enough we can all catch you Leslie
1: <laughs> absolutely all right thanks for well, your you time know, guys. have a good yeah. show yep. yep thanks for calling. Good night. you know everybody could always meet up at Trekconderoga Leslie we could all have a we could have a Leslie Hoffman appreciation organization gathering up at T- Conderoga. <laughs> yeah, could,
2: or well, you know, Jim, we, Jim, Jim and this friend Chris, uh, you know, they, maybe they'd like uh, playing uh, the Star Trek game at that uh, the comic shop that that you yeah, like. that I'd love to come and see it just to see how how you do this game. I've never seen oh it done before.
1: Oh, where? where? We're working on it. We're going to make that happen. So we we got less than five minutes left. I want to run down a list here. If anybody is listening and wants to check out some of Leslie's um, horror movies, we've already covered Nightmare on Elm Street, so we're not going to do that. A Dead Above Ground, A Polish Vampire in Burbank, Motel right, Hell. Let me, well, okay, po- The
2: Polish vamp- Vampire in Burbank. I had to fall into a swimming pool. I was wearing a long dress, and I didn't realize that when you're in the pool with a long dress and you're trying to swim, you can't swim because you're kicking your legs and you're not not—you're really not treading water, so that was fun. Uh, motel hell, um, I was supposed to drown the pretty girl, and, and the thing was it was so cold that day, and also I was wearing a fat suit, is again I was away I was worried that the fat suit would absorb the water and just take me right under. Uh but like said, yeah, I'm wearing a wetsuit, except then they tell me I have to duck underwater too. Well if you're wearing a wetsuit, you can't duck underwater. Um well real quick, the other thing, I mean this one now this one was bad. I mean the girl that I was, stunt girl that I was trying to drown is, is getting hypothermia. And I'm refusing to duck her under the water. And people are screaming from the shore, you know, duck her under the water. And, and she can't breathe. I finally call for a boat to come in or come out and get us. And the stunt coordinator takes me aside. And he says to me, she signed a contract. You should have drowned her. And I'll just stop there with that one. Uh, Deadly Games. Wow. Um, was a television show, and actually that was the second time that I worked with Christopher Lloyd. I worked with him on Clue. Uh, devil Dogs, Hound of Hell, uh, that's a clip that's on Facebook, and um, I was my own stunt coordinator, and and um, my arm caught on fire. And it was such a cute little German Shepherd puppy. I don't know why he was such a devil. Uh, And then the car. um, Ronnie Cox was in the movie Deliverance, and when they find his body in the river, his arm is over the top of his head, and it looks disjointed. Ronnie Cox is really double-jointed, and while we were on the car, he pits his arm over his head. I mean, it was just the oddest thing to see. It was, you know... (laughs) that uh, high school students were leading horses down the racetrack, but they didn't tell us that they were going to turn on this wind machine. Now, horses do not like to run over people, but with the wind and the dirt coming up from the racetrack, the horses couldn't see us. So one horse ran straight into a stunt man, just trampled over the top of him. Luckily, he didn't get hurt, but the uh, a horse the stirrup the horse was wearing a saddle and the stirrup hit my shoulder and spun me around and i didn't know how many horses were behind this horse and all i could do was cover up my head and just kind of wait for the trampling to stop or the you know all the noise to stop and luckily i didn't get trampled
1: thank god for that and that huh? kind of what's that
2: I didn't we so, what said. Uh,
1: I said we're out of time. That pretty lady is telling us that we have to go. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so so that, was, that was a full sh- Can you believe that? Wow. We had a bunch of callers. We had a lot of fun. Um, so anyways, you guys can listen to Leslie on um, Trek Talking Thursday night. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Discovery and the brand new um, Twilight Zone series and uh, you can also catch myself on comic corner tomorrow night and leslie thank you for sharing some time with us and have a really really good night you too thank you jim and we're going to end the show instead of with usual we're going to end the show with uh, her line from nightmare on elm street just one last time because it's so damn good make sure you tune in next week for a whole new episode of stunt track good night everybody
0: Screw your piece. Hey, Edsy. Mm-hmm. No running in the hallway.